Welcome. I'm your host, Andrea Maximo, and you are listening to the Electric Feminine Podcast. In a society hell-bent on controlling and exploiting a woman's body and sexuality, I created the Electric Feminine to bring together a community of women dedicated to unlearning the negative messaging we've been taught about ourselves. I invite you to learn with me from some of my favorite coaches, educators, and friends in the world of spirituality, sensual embodiment, and sexual empowerment. This is about redefining beauty and sexuality for ourselves. This is for understanding, healing, and celebrating our divine feminine energy from head to heart to yoni. Let's go. Hello, everyone. We made it. This is the last episode of season one of The Electric Feminine. Woo! I cannot believe it. I cannot believe it. What started out as an idea, I've always wanted a show. That wasn't new, but to think that I would do a podcast was a new idea. And I kind of jumped into it. Didn't realize I was going to love it so much, but I absolutely do. And I am so glad that I followed through on that impulse. I usually think things through, but this definitely was something that happened really fast. And of course, part of what made it so um, possible was the fact that I have an amazing, badass team that I am going to thank at the end of this, who really believed in it and made sure that it happened. So I can't wait to get to that part to thank each of them. I want to thank all of you listeners, though, right now, because you blow my mind. At the time of this recording, there will have been 850 downloads of The Electric Feminine. And I'm hoping that by the time it actually airs, we will have hit a thousand, if not more. And that's all because of you passing it on, sharing it, posting about it on social media. Thank you all for the messages, the DMs, the texts, letting me know what was impacting you, what was really resonating with you. I just like big love, big thanks, big thanks. And I really want to see this. I want to see this get some like even bigger. I want to see the electric feminine grow into something that could actually be a show where you're actually going to watch me, you know, interview these people and and possibly even participate in some of the things that they're doing. Like I just see such possibilities with this and you keep rocking with me. You keep supporting it, please. So that, you know, we can see this happen all the way through to something even bigger and better. And I want to start with, you know, just some of the things that I heard from you all listening, the things that were really rocking your world. And uh, one of the messages that came through to me was from someone close to me who had mentioned she really wished she'd had this like 20 years ago. And I, I that just meant so much to me. She, you know, the fact that she felt she was hearing information that was important enough for her to have recognized it would have been useful maybe 20 years ago, right? That it it was that good what she was hearing. And what also came up for me though, is that, you know, information comes to us when it comes to us in the event anybody else was feeling that way, like, damn, you know, it's good that I'm hearing it, but I wish I had, and I've been there. I, I was just there about two hours ago, actually, about something else completely different. But, you know, um, what I talked myself through in those moments is that there were possibly reasons why at that time that was not available to me. You know, there might be reasons at that time that there was not a podcast um, of this nature that you knew about. I'm not saying there's never been one in the universe or history of podcasts. I'm just saying one that this person may not have known about that could have been um, 
something they could have listened to and they may not have been ready for the information back then, right? So just recognizing that sometimes things come to us um, in the format they come to us at the time they come to us for a reason. Um, and just being really grateful that the information is here now and looking forward to what's possible now with what you have learned. Another comment that I absolutely loved, it brought like such a big smile to my face was someone else, a friend had listened to Erin Kina's episode and said she had missed three exits on the highway or something like that, just getting so caught up in what she was hearing. And that just made me laugh so much. And I love that. I do. I, I love that because Erin was dope. Erin was so good and she had so many beautiful ways of breaking down spirituality and sexuality that I know resonated with a lot of you. And I'm going to get into to a little bit of my favorite things from each guest too. Um, I love that, you know, there were people who were taking notes, they said in their journals, things that they wanted to like listen to again, because um, things were resonating so deeply with them. Um, getting into the guests, God, like, Woo! It was fire each episode to me. Each episode, my mind was just literally being blown. Aaron was somebody I had found, or maybe Ritzba, the, our producer, had found um, on Instagram. And she, just something about her, about how she was breaking down in her post uh, spirituality and, and God and the divine and how it does intersect with sex and, you know, how you find spirituality and sex and sex and spirituality and how sacred sex is. And I just, I really loved her, her process of explanation of that, how she broke it down. And many of you did too, as well. This was an episode I, I got a lot of comments on. Um, in particular, there was the part where uh, someone had written to me that they, actually a few of you had written in that the part where she was explaining the dynamic between herself and her lover, um, you know, when he has had a, a particularly you know, harrowing experience or a, a hard situation that he's dealing with. And that he's in this kind of brooding energy where she will come to him and sit by his, his legs and just kind of be present for him without having to offer a fix or a solve, um, just being present to whatever he's experiencing and letting him feel that he's supported um, I thought that was beautiful too. I really did. And, and also really, really made me think that through, um, again, in, in relationship to my husband, you know, um, that's the idea though, right? Is that we, we hear these things and then we maybe try to put it into practice and see what it actually feels like, um, to embody what we're hearing and how that might actually shift, uh, certain situations for us. So, uh, I, that that episode, there were just so many good nuggets in there. So many beautiful things. Quite a few of you were ready to go to Bali as well <laughs> to go find Aaron. Um, burlesque and healing came up next. Oh, the pearl noir. What's not to love? This woman is just, oh, she's just so sensual and fabulous and fun to talk to and so much heart. Like her heart, I feel just radiates like it she just emits love like everything about her everything about her and I feel like yes she works with women but it was like she has just such tremendous love for humanity period um and I I feel like you all sense that too um in her interview because uh, many comments were coming into just about how much 
uh, you wanted to be in the room with us because you could feel her, you could feel her warmth right through um, the speaker and uh, how many of her her thought process on uh, consent and how we can use our hands to learn consent, um, how she uses burlesque to help uh, women heal. And yeah, just so many good nuggets with Pearl. Um, I'm super inspired to definitely take a burlesque class with her. And I actually reached out to her because my friend Rachel and I were like, we're going to take one of those fan classes. Like, I want a big fan with the ostrich feathers. I'm like all about it. I can see myself doing it. So I reached out to Pearl and she's like, yes, and that's kind of an advanced class. So I'm going to have to give you a beginner's fan class. I was like, oh, we're going to have baby fans to start with. We get little fans, Rachel. (laughs) Uh, probably better. I don't poke my eye out, out the gate. <laughs> oh, and then closing out this season, we had, and then young matriarchy, young matriarchy. I absolutely was so happy to have Nikki on Nikki. I do know for a long time, Nikki was one of the original pure movement instructors, as I said, um, in the recording with her and, it was her, Jen Speed, Catherine Sleds, and our affiliate in Austin, Olivia. And we had such a great time uh, in that studio when we when we had a pure movement space and leading these these groups of women um, through a six week series. And Nikki Nikki was uh, one of the last teachers I certified. I think along right before Olivia, right along with Olivia, and she just. You know, Nikki is someone who's a sponge. She's someone who just loves information. I love talking to her about the things that she knows. Um, she, if it if it resonates with her, she, you know she's going to go grab books and she's going to find out everything she can about it. And I, I really admire her dedication to to her education and her knowledge. Um, and I loved talking to her about Katona and human design, two things that I've experienced now that uh, definitely so eye-opening about who I am, how I move, you know, with Katona about how my body actually can explain some of my thought process or my behavior. I mean, that, that shit just blew my mind. And human design was so interesting. Like I, I'm still trying to figure that stuff out, but I, I really did enjoy that it, it felt different than some of the other kind of uh, assessments or things like that, that I've done. Um, it felt a little bit more holistic. I don't know if that's the right word I'm looking for, but just dealing more with, um, I think the soul, um, and your chakras and and things like that, that I I'm into. So I definitely am excited to, to find out more about human design. And then we had Brit and Brit Hoogenboom. Brit is like my little sis is what we call each other. Big sis, little sis. We are not related though. Brit was, uh, someone I met here in Cleveland also about five years ago Uh, She was one of the first members of our yoga team at Groove Ride, which is the boutique studio I own with my husband, Zosimo, here in Cleveland. And um, while she didn't stay on the team and went on to do her own thing, she and I stayed in touch, stayed close. And again, just someone who is just such a bright light and so, 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 so on another level, um, you know, when it comes to her her ability to, you know, work with spirit, to work with, um, 
with, you know, with all that stuff that quite honestly still freaks me out sometimes. But, you know, Brit, Brit is somebody who I, I trust and I know she just has this natural ability um, to work with, with spirit. And it comes through in everything that she creates. It comes through in all the videos that she, she posts when she shares so openly and freely about her journey, um, you know, from where she was in her younger years uh, to, to how yoga and, you know, later on, um, learning more about, uh, Yoruba and, um, all the other things that she was, uh, speaking to that and how they helped change her, her thinking and helped, uh, her save her life essentially and turn her, herself around and really be able to tap into her gifts, um, her natural intuitive gifts that she, that she has. Britt is somebody that, um, you know, I really feel is, is here meant to change, change the world for many people. She is here. Um, I do believe to be a guide, to be a guide for many people here and, um, to be a voice, um, in the world of spirituality. So, you know, if you didn't hear Brittany's episode, please do give a listen to it. Um, Brittany was one of the first people who really also pointed out to me that spirit was not going to necessarily just be outside of myself, um, that it wasn't necessarily just something out there in the universe of the ether, that spirit resided within me as well. Um, and that was something that I had never really considered before and, or I had thought about it or thought I understood it, but not had really embodied it. And, this last year has really been about that, about honoring that spirit is actually within myself, um, as well as something that I'm connected to in the universe and that, um, that it doesn't matter, um, you know, at what stage in my life that I was in, that, that presence was always there, even if I didn't realize that. So I want to thank her so much for that. That was absolutely beautiful. Um, we have Erica. Up next, Erica Eileen, the confidence coach. Erica came to us as a suggestion from Riz, who had been following her, I believe, on TikTok. If you had not seen Erica's TikToks, please do go. She does super cute dances and also educates you at the same time. Um, I think Riz originally, that's right, Riz introduced her because she was like, oh, look how cute her dances are. Like, you could do TikToks like this. And I'm like, nah. I can't do them dances. I don't know how to do none of that stuff. So, so, but I loved her energy and yeah, man, we brought her on and we had a good time. She is so bold and bright and freaking like full color, just transparent and honest. And I just loved talking to her. I, I love the fact that I had no idea what was going to come out of her mouth next. I love that she knew so much, you know, about everything, um, uh, you know, that we, we talked about. I loved her story. I thought her story was really important because I, I do know some people with diabetes who have struggled, um, you know, with body image and what have you. So I, I really story resonated with me for how that a disease like that or um, any disease or people who may find themselves with physical challenges, how that actually affects um, their self-esteem and their confidence, um, even if it's not something that's technically quote unquote visible to the public, um, that they're still going to be like gremlins in the head at, at, at work, you know? And 
I I think she does a lot of of, of amazing brave work out there because I know that people can be really nasty on social media. And as she said in that episode, you know, she's really had to learn how to how to protect herself from from those comments and and just be like, you know, I, again, we are we going to let these people shut us down or are we going to live for ourselves? So that at the end of the day, yes, it might have sucked to have to deal with their negative comments. Yes, it might have sucked and hurt to have to, you know, know that there's people in the world who want to say such horrible things about you who they do not even know. And I still say, for me personally, I'd rather go to bat with those motherfuckers than let them steal any of my light and not allow me myself to live, right? For me to choose to dim my light and to to completely shut down and compartmentalize myself to bits just because I'm just so done with that. I'm done. I'm done. So I know the day will come where I'm going to have some bullshit thrown at me online and that's fine. And I'll be ready for that. Um, you know, and, and try to meet whatever that bullshit is (laughs) with some empathy and, and trying to understand where this person's coming from. But people just, you know, they don't, they don't play right. They really don't. They don't play fair. They don't want to have a legitimate conversation. They don't really want to understand where you're coming from. A lot of times I find that, uh, many of the comments are just people who are feeling emboldened to be mean spirited for God knows what fucking reason. Um, I just can't imagine waking up and going, of all the things I can be today, why would I choose to be an asshole? You know, like, how do you not know you're being an asshole? Like, you have to understand that, right? That you are being an asshole in that moment, that you are saying nothing helpful to that person when you decide to leave a nasty comment. Uh, If you really want to get into an actual discussion with this person, trying to understand what they're doing, then do so respectfully. But all that other shit is just, that's just noise. So, Hats off to her for dealing with the shit that she deals with online. But yes, I thought her her conversation was great. A little side story about Erica. Um, one of the listeners, another friend of mine, her, her daughter actually has uh, diabetes and she's young. She's just about five or six years old. And uh, my friend was so excited when she heard Erica speak on um, a clubhouse panel that clubhouse app thing that we were on, on a panel and, um, her daughter, she showed sky. She's like, look, this is an adult woman who, you know, has diabetes and she is happy and she's beautiful and she's healthy and she's living a great life. And she said it just really inspired her daughter. So I, that touched my heart and Erica and her have been corresponding. Um, and Erica has been very gracious and open to, um, reaching out to, my friend's daughter as well, and leaving her messages of encouragement. So I thought that was really beautiful. Uh, rounding it out, we have Yoni, a love story. Ah, oh, Yoni, a love story with Miss Raven Allen. Um, I fucking love Raven. I If I ever go to any outdoor festival music where I got to sleep in a tent. I want Raven with me because Raven broke it down how she, how she does these festivals. And, and I, I just love her whole vibe. Um, I definitely love the work that she's doing with the womb wing. I think it's super important again, that women feel that they have a space that they can come and speak about, um, you know, their yoni, the health of their yoni, how to love up on their yoni, that they have a space to understand womb health, 
um, you know, all, all the things of, of that nature. And these are things that I, I feel we're getting more and more comfortable with speaking about, you know, our menstrual cycles and what have you. And the truth is the more people like Raven, um, or myself with what I do, you know, or any of the women that were on here, the more of us that there are out there making it normal to discuss these types of things, making it normal for women to reach out and find their community so that they can have a space to come to or a group online that they can reach out to, to discuss these things, to feel a part of, to feel seen, to allow themselves again, to feel whole and not have to compartmentalize or hide any version of themselves, the better. We need more people like Raven and everyone who came on the show um, doing the work that they're doing. So, you know, I think for Raven, I just, I, I loved, she definitely has piqued my interest about, you know, learning more about my menstrual cycle. Um, I'm not ready to start painting with my menstrual blood yet or anything. And I'm not being funny. I'm just, you know, that's just next level stuff. So I'm going to work my way up, but I definitely am intrigued to reframe my relationship around my menstrual cycle, which I have notoriously hated having. I have complained about it every single month for as long as I have had it, which is a long ass fucking time because I got it when I was 12. So, you know, at this point I'm not having any more kids and I just have found myself even more annoyed by it. And yes, grateful for what it brought me, allowing me to bring life into the world and what have you. And yes, that's great, but God damn it, pain in my ass. (laughs) So I'm working on, you know, reframing my relationship to it. I I'm, I don't think I have to love it 100%, but at least just really, truly respecting um, the magic of it and and what it is, you know, the, symbolic, the symbolism of it as well. Um, yeah. So that's it. That's season one. That wraps season one. And I'm excited for season two. I already have guests that have recorded for season two. One of the guests is Liana Silver, who is the author of The Feminine Genius. Please read this book. Please, please, please go read this book. I love this book. It is a fantastic book about women and our relationship to our divine feminine, to our yoni, our vagina, um, our womb, um, understanding the inner oracle that we have directly within um, that womb energy space and how to use it and how to tap into it. So I'm fucking excited as I'll get out that she's coming onto the podcast to talk about our book. Um, We have some other amazing guests coming on as well, and there definitely will be episodes we're going to talk about the goddess as she ages and her sexuality. Um, We're going to be talking about moms and our sexuality and our sensuality and how to keep that going or how to even find it and get it started. Uh, A lot of good stuff coming for season two. So I'm ready to thank now the people who actually helped me make this happen. Um, Ritzba Waits, who is my producer and my ops manager and the person who makes sure that everybody gets what they need, that things happen on time. She is amazing with helping me pull together graphics, helping me with the social media. I mean, she literally has done so much and all while being incredibly patient with my password forgetting ass. Uh, Love you, Riz. Thank you so much. Nick Brilla came in at the nick of time. Nick Brilla came in right when I absolutely needed it most and had never done a podcast, had plenty of music production experience, 
video production, photography, but never a podcast. So he really came in cold. He went in full out. He made a video. I mean, it gave me original music, which I absolutely loved. Um, he just was an all around champ getting these, uh, episodes out as fast as he could. So I got to thank him and, uh, big thanks to studio West design, who has been rocking with me for over a year now and are responsible for those beautiful graphics that you saw. Many of you commented on for the electric feminine. So thank you, Krista, you guys are fucking amazing. And many, many thanks to my husband for always supporting my crazy ideas and, um, you know, always cheering me on, even when it's something like this that currently is not making me money. <laughs> but you understand the importance creatively to me and how it fills my soul to be able to do this. And I believe that you also can see the impact um, it's having on the women listening and you appreciate that. So I appreciate you for seeing me and for always championing me and helping me wrap up the season on these episodes as well. Much love to everyone who listened. Please pass the word on. Let's make it to a thousand downloads by the time this airs. Keep going in your education and your exploration of your sensuality and your sexuality be good to you be good to each other remember if you need me you can find me for all central movement coaching you can find me for your personal development coaching i would love to be a part of that journey with you Thank you for listening to the Electric Feminine Podcast with me, your host, Anjua Maximo. This is never a solo operation, so I must give big thanks to my team. Thank you to my podcast producer, Ritzva Estelle, my music creator and sound editor, Nick Brilla, my graphics and social media team, Studio West Design. And if you're ready to learn more about the power of sparking your sensual energy and creating an electric life, you can find my private coaching information at AnjuaMaximo.com. You can also follow me on IG at The Electric Feminine for new episodes and daily doses of inspiration, sensuality, and personal growth. Be good to you and be good to each other.